0: It is 26th, March, 2023, Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report entitled Loser Exodus. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, I've got a quote that my friend put up on Twitter a couple days ago. He probably wrote it himself, but maybe he was quoting somebody else and not citing their name. But it made me think of something that somebody said in the past week. Now, I'm not here to belittle this guy, but he made a very poor choice of words in a Prophecy Update, I believe, a week ago. Several people emailed it to me. I didn't watch the update. I never have time for that kind of stuff, but uh, they emailed me that one of the Prophecy Update teachers says that America is a goner and we should not be voting is basically the intent of what he said. And you know that I stand vehemently against such an approach because if you do not vote, you or you or you, by default, your vote goes to the enemy. There may not be great people on the right, but there are terrible Terrible people over here, people with an agenda to destroy lives. Your vote by default goes to them. He said, "Those who do not fight evil, fight those who fight evil." That's absolutely those who do not fight evil, meaning the people that don't vote, fight those who are fighting evil. That's right. I'm fighting evil. You're siding with them. In other words. Okay, if you want written down, I'll go ahead and give it to you. And that way you can think about it. Those who do not fight evil, fight those who fight evil. It's very well said. It took me a minute, too. I read it. I'm like, I got to make sure I got this right. Anyway, now we got some news from Israel. Oh, by the way, voting is coming up next year for the next elections. Vote. That's your civic duty. That is your responsibility. And if you don't, you will be held accountable by being shoved under Democrats that are going to continue to ruin your lives. And then you'll say, oh, poor me, Mm -hmm. when it's your fault for not getting engaged. What a terrible stand that, what an absolutely terrible stand that that is. Okay, let the enemy just have it. That's what Jehovah's Witnesses do, folks. Jehovah's Witnesses, oh, we're not, we're in this world, but we're not of this world, they say, taking that verse completely out of its context, Paul was a citizen of, he always appealed to his citizenship. He used his citizenship every single chance he had to affect his purposes for the gospel of Jesus Christ or for the protection of himself. Okay. Almost. Well, almost. Sometimes he didn't appeal to it, but there was always a reason why. We talked about that in uh, our study this past weekend. But if you don't do your job and vote, you're just simply saying the devil's won. It's all done. It's a, it, That's a hopeless way to live. Anyway, we'll go on. Times of Israel. In first, Israel said to authorize sale of defensive military equipment to the Ukraine. They have not done this in the past. Russia was very upset that them even saying that they were going to do it, and now they're going to do it anyway. For the first time since the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Israel has authorized the sale of defensive military equipment to Kiev. Jerusalem approved export licenses for two Israeli companies to sell electronic warfare systems with a range of some 25 miles that could be used to defend against drone attacks. Russia has sent thousands of Iranian-made suicide drones to attack targets across the Ukraine, especially power stations and other crucial infrastructure. The report said that the export licenses were approved by Foreign Minister Cohen and Defense Minister Galant. Cohen then informed Zelensky of the decision during his visit in Kiev. Israel has, until now, resisted providing weapons to the Ukraine following Russia's invasion. One major reason for Israel's hesitance appears to be its strategic need to maintain freedom of operations in Syria, where Russian forces largely control the airspace. They have not really bothered with Israel as Israel has gone in and bombed Iranian targets. Okay, That can end very quickly if Israel upsets Russia, and this may do it. I don't know. This is about seven days old, and I've heard nothing more about it. From Zero Hedge, kind of funny, but it shows the caliber of the people sitting in the White House right now. Netanyahu forbids ministers from meeting U.S. officials until Biden invites him to D.C. According to someone anonymous, Netanyahu told members of his cabinet, as long as I don't visit there, meaning the U.S., Nobody does. The report further added that Netanyahu has been angry over the fact that since assuming the role of prime minister, he has not been invited to Washington on behalf of the Biden administration. Reports have indicated that initial talks regarding an invitation for the Israeli prime minister to the U.S. haven't even been discussed. According to a review of official visits dating back to the 1970s, most new Israeli leaders visited the U.S. or met the press by this point in their premierships, and only two out of the 13 previous prime ministers heading a new government waited longer. Over the past few months, several U.S. officials and U.S.-based Jewish groups have criticized Israel's new far-right government for its brutal suppression of Palestinians and increased settlement expansion into Palestinian territories. Both have heavily denounced Netanyahu's controversial judicial overhaul, which seeks to limit the power of Israel's judiciary and Israel's democracy. That's not true. The first part is true. They're limiting the judiciary, which is out of control in Israel. It is not harming the democracy this much from the times of Israel. Poll indicates Democrats' sympathies lie with Palestinians over Israel for the first time. You can see the Democrat Party of the United States of America is just going down the tube. It's right down to where the swirly ends, and it goes into the pipe and off to the uh, wastewater plant. For the first time, a poll by Gallup found that Democrats are likelier to sympathize with Palestinians than with Israelis, though a majority of Democrats have a favorable view of Israel, at least in public. Asked in the Middle East situation, are your sympathies more with the Israelis or more with the Palestinians? 49% of Democrats sympathized more with the Palestinians and 38% sympathized more with Israelis. An additional 13% sympathized with neither. Both or had no opinion. Sympathy for Israelis among Republicans remains strong, with 78% sympathizing more with the Israelis, 11% with the Palestinians. Among independents, 49% sympathize with the Israelis and 32% with the Palestinians. Overall, a majority, 54% of Americans, sympathize more with Israelis and 31% more with the Palestinians. The resulting 23-point gap in American sympathy for Israel versus the Palestinians represents Israel's slimmest advantage on this question in Gallup's world affairs poll trend. It is also the first time Israel has not enjoyed a better than two-to-one advantage over the Palestinians in Americans' sympathies. Majorities of both Republicans and Democrats view Israel favorably, according to Gallup. Over 68% of respondents have a favorable opinion of the country. Among Republicans, 82% view Israel favorably, and the figure for Democrats is 56%. A decade ago, 55% of Democrats sympathized more with Israel, and 19% sympathized more with the Palestinians. Israel's positive margin in the survey has progressively declined since then. We got some news concerning Christianity here from Breitbart. Army not considering atheist for chaplain role was discrimination A commission rules. This is from Ireland. Imagine that. I'm an atheist and I want to be a chaplain. Yeah. The Irish Defense Force's decision to not consider a prominent atheist campaigner for the position of army chaplain was discrimination. A legal body in the country is ruled. That is some pinheads from LifeSite. Pope Francis denies, you probably saw this, if you didn't, it's worth telling you about it. He denies that hell is a real place, Mm -hmm. says it's a posture towards life. In an interview to mark his 10-year anniversary, which is 10 years too long, Francis appeared to deny the existence of hell, saying it is not a place, but it is instead simply a state of the heart and a posture towards life. As part of the in-depth discussion, Francis was asked, what is your own interpretation of hell and paradise? And what happens to people who go to hell? And what happens to those who go to paradise? Hell is not a place, he said. If one goes to attend the last judgment and sees the faces of those who go to hell, one gets scared. If you read Dante, you get scared. But these are media representations. Expanding on his answer, Francis described hell simply as a state, a description which appeared to refer to a state of mind. Hell is a state. There are people who live in hell continuously. Well, this guy is going to find out someday what hell is. He's going to get chucked into the abyss. He's going to be burning in the lake of fire for eternity because he is not ever called on Jesus. I'm certain of that. No person sitting in that position that he's sitting in is a saved person when he says the things he says. He does not believe scripture, and if you don't believe scripture, you've got no basis in believing in Jesus, who is the subject of scripture. He clarified that he was not referring to suffering generally, but to those who make a world of bad or sick self-referentially and end up living in hell. Hell is a state. It is a state of the heart, of the soul, of a posture towards life, towards values, towards the family, towards everything. This guy is just, he's mentally defective is what he is. There are people who live in hell because they seek it. There are others who do not, who are suffering. And who goes to hell? To that hell, to that state. They're already living from here. Not content with appearing to deny the existence of hell, however, Francis implied that there was no one actually in hell. Now, I would agree with that because we haven't had the great white throne judgment yet. It is a place where people will be chucked someday. And about turn in his argument that saw him appear to thus accept that hell could be real. If you ask me how many people are in hell, I answer you with a famous sculpture of the Cathedral of Veselay, he said. Providing a description of the sculpture, Francis noted that the sculpture has Judas hanging and the devil pulling him down. And on the other side, they have the good shepherd, Jesus, who grabs Judas and puts him on his shoulders with an ironic smile. What does that mean, he queried? That salvation is stronger than damnation. This pilaster is a catechesis that should make us think. Doesn't make me think at all. Judas is the son of perdition. Jesus said exactly what his condition would be. We know that. He never came to repentance of what he did. He never believed the message of Jesus, and he is going to be where Pope Francis is going. It'd be better if he was never born. born. Absolutely. This is absolutely crazy thinking, but I want you to know what's going on in the world, because this guy, despite being a lunatic, has huge sway over people's opinions. People hear this kind of stuff that don't believe in Jesus, and they We'll cite it to you someday and you've got to be prepared for what you are going to say back to them. Okay, from Caleb Park. Influencer. Now, I don't know who this person is. I don't know what church she attends and I don't know what music she listens to. So please don't send me an email about this person. I'm just reading you what she does, which is probably more than the person who's going to send me an angry email, okay? <laughs> influencer Destiny All Britain reads the Bible to millions on TikTok. She's doing something. Destiny All Britain has read the Bible to more than 11 million people on TikTok. With more than 600,000 followers, All Britain shares videos of her reading highlighted and underlined Bible verses. My hope for my TikTok Bible readings is that people wouldn't be intimidated by scripture, that they would realize that the Bible is for them and written to them. And they can make it part of their daily lives because God's word is for us and God is for us. One day I shared Psalm 91 to my Instagram story, and the response I got was really positive. People who don't read the Bible as their regular routine were telling me how much peace they got from me just sharing those scriptures. That's when she got the idea to share excerpts from her daily Bible reading to TikTok in 15 second videos. Nearly three years later, All Britain calls herself an accidental influencer. The videos themselves are just the page of the Bible and my finger following along as my voice is reading the description. It's very simple. It's just scripture. It isn't me. It's just God's word, she said. Then people loved it and people connected with it. Now she reads entire chapters or books of the Bible on YouTube where she has over 8,000 subscribers. Okay don't send me anything about the woman. If you don't want to watch her, don't watch her. I'm showing you that there are people that can do things with the word to get the word into people's minds instead of complaining about it. That's why I read that. From the Christian headlines, Jerry Falwell sues Liberty University, alleging he's owed $8.5 million in retirement. This is a sexual deviant that was eliminated from that college for doing perverse things. Jerry Falwell, Jr.? Yes, the son. Yeah, Jerry Falwell is dead. Well, Jerry Falwell is dead. Yeah, obviously it's the son, Jr. But he is suing Liberty College for $8.5 million. That's a person that I won't say what I think. Okay, CBS 6. Albany Catholic Diocese files for chapter, I said this was coming, Chapter 11 bankruptcy, putting a pause on lawsuits. All these people, they've been violated by these perverted priests, and now they can't get any money out of it because they filed for chapter 11. I said that was coming. Here it is. From all Israel, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, we will not advance any law. I got many emails at the beginning of the week about this. Okay, two people in the Knesset put in a motion to outlaw Um, people evangelizing from Christians to Jews, okay? They've done this every year for years, okay? Netanyahu is not going to support something like that, obviously. So I said, just wait, and here it is. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, we will not advance any law against the Christian community. Knesset member Moshe Gaffney issues a statement saying his bill is going nowhere. Okay, explained to most of the people. I didn't explain it to all of them, but when Marjorie Taylor Greene puts in a uh, proposal for the House of Representatives, she puts it in and it says, we want this. Is that ever going to be signed by Joe Biden? Absolutely not. She is doing that because her constituency expects her to do that that's all that will never become a law the things that she thinks are so extreme to biden he wouldn't even entertain signing it ever okay this is what these people did here they do it every every time they have a new knesset they put in this bill and every time it gets turned down so when you see stuff like this don't panic okay when the left puts in some crazy bill in the house of representatives okay i'm talking about the democrats when they do that don't worry about it. It's not going to pass the House of Representatives as long as we have a Republican Congress. Okay. If you're in California, you need to worry about it. I don't care how insane the bill is. It will pass. But right now we have a Republican Congress. And so these people will not get any, any bill through it. House. House, yes. yes. Well, Congress is the House and then Senate, okay? It's both, I understand, but you know what I'm saying. The Senate belongs mostly to the Democrats, although it's so close that when one of them gets a sniffle, it's almost, you know. Anyway, you're right, House. But from, uh, okay, we got that. Now we got some news from the East and Africa today. From Al Jazeera, Lebanon's currency value plunges to 100,000 against the U.S. dollar. I've been following this and it's been going down. And going down, and this is a few days ago. I did not check it this morning to tell you, but the Lebanese pound has sunk to a historic low against the dollar on the country's parallel market, the latest somber milestone in an economic meltdown that has plunged much of the population into poverty. The Lebanese pound, officially pegged at fifteen thousand to the dollar, officially pegged at fifteen thousand to the dollar, was trading at one hundred thousand against the greenback, a dizzying plunge from one five oh seven before the economic crisis hit in. 2019. The currency's market value was about 60,000 to the dollar in late January when I reported on it. Despite the gravity of the crisis, the political elite, which has been widely blamed for the country's financial collapse, has failed to check the currency's freefall. Since last year, the country has had no president and only a caretaker government amid persistent deadlock between rival alliances in parliament. Very sad what's going on, but it could be that the greenback will be worth nothing in another two years if Biden gets his way. So I've said this many times in the past. I'll say it again. Make sure that you have at least a decent supply of canned foods in your garage where it's nice and cool. OK, have just a de- it. doesn't. You don't have to stock up where everything in your house is filled up because it goes bad eventually. But have enough stuff on hand where for at least 30 days you can survive because this nation could collapse in a moment. Then if you're not prepared for that, you know, have lots of guns, have lots of bullets because there are animals that you can shoot if you need to eat, okay? Oh, speaking about that, listen, we got a prize for whoever gets the question today. If you get the question on the uh, sermon, at the end of the sermon, you get hillbilly squirrel stew. It now has more dumplings. Yep, it's got uh, sweet taters and greens. And it's a squirrel and dumpling stew is a delicious way to enjoy those pesky tree rats with an entire family, a genuine Southern tradition using grandma's recipes, jointed squirrel, gluten-free and free range. And you can have your own if you have your own gun with a, you know, 22. So I will tell you this. When I was in high school, We had, I went for every art class they ever had. I took, I loved art. And so I always took all the art classes and every year I would take the ceramics class. I went from ceramics to ceramics 101 to 202 and I'm like a PhD in ceramics now. But the thing about ceramics is you have to put them in something called a kiln. Thank you. It warms up, it heats it and it turns it into ceramic from clay, okay? We had a guy that lived, believe it or not, Fruitville, when I was in high school, was nowhere'sville. If you lived on Fruitville, which is now like the center of Sarasota, you were what they called a redneck, and he was a redneck, and he <laughs> shot his own food, and then he would bring it in his, he bring it in, gator and squirrel and whatever, and possum didn't matter what he shot, he bring it in, and the art teacher was a great great cook, and so she'd take it home, cook it up, and then. On kiln firing day, she would put it on the kiln and heat it up for us, and it would be bubbling and hot, and squirrel is really good. Uh, you, little bones, too, so you can, you know, uh, like the, uh, you got floss some, your floss your teeth. teeth, thank you, yeah, you can pick your teeth clean with the little bones, but if you want to try something good, squirrel will do it. Anyway, just a little uh, Sarasota history for you there. Um, let's see here, Mail Online, ISIS could hit Western interests in Europe and Asia from Afghanistan. Within six months, as they creep back to prominence under the Taliban, U.S. Army General warns ISIS totally eradicated by Trump and now flourishing, flourishing. The warning was made to Congress by a top general and the head of U.S. Central Command, General Michael Carrilla. He said the ultimate goal is to strike the American homeland. Oh, joy. From Breitbart, Pakistani Taliban terrorists are using U.S. weapons that Biden abandoned in Afghanistan. Nikkei Asia reported that advanced sniper rifles, night vision goggles, and other top-shelf American military equipment left in Afghanistan during Biden's disastrous withdrawal are resurfacing in the hands of I can't pronounce this, uh, Pakistan terrorist group. Nikkei Asia alleged the American gear has been used in lethal terrorist actions. In some attacks, police in Khyber Pakhtunkhwa determined that the TTP militants used advanced weapons and gadgets that had belonged to U.S. or Afghan forces to carry out nighttime ambushes. After one such attack in the suburbs of Peshawar on January 14th, Mozam Ja Ansari, the provincial police chief at the time, revealed that the TTP had conducted a coordinated strike using high-tech equipment like thermal weapon sites. The attackers killed three police officers, including a senior official. Ansari said the TTP militants had used similar equipment in ambushes in Dara, Ismail Khan, Banu, and Laki Marwat, the most volatile districts in the province. Police statistics show 118 officers were killed in terror attacks in the province in 2022 alone. Former Pakistani Interior Minister Sheikh Rashid Ahmad claimed last year that another militant group, the Baloch Liberation Army, was able to obtain weapons abandoned by Biden and use them to attack two Pakistani military camps. TTP, sometimes known as the Pakistani Taliban, is a militant Islamist group that wishes to overthrow the Pakistani government and replace it with a caliphate like the one created by the Islamic state in Iraq and Syria. TTP also threatens to attack the U.S. and claims to have done so on at least one occasion. The State Department issued a joint statement last week from Australia, the UK, Canada and the European Union states that expressed grave concern about the increasing threat of terrorist groups in Afghanistan, including TTP. The joint statement called on the Taliban to uphold Afghanistan's obligation to deny these groups safe haven and noted their activities are affecting security far beyond Afghanistan's borders. Unbelievable! They're all, the They're all coming across the southern border right now. That's exactly right. Yes. Al Arabia, Iran says finalized deal to buy Sukhoi Su-35 fighter jets from Russia. We've been talking about this the third time I've mentioned this. The air force of mm-hmm. sanctions hit Iran has an aging fleet of aircraft and has struggled to acquire spare parts to keep its warplanes in the air. In a statement to the UN, Tehran said it began approaching countries to buy fighter jets to replenish its fleet in the wake of the 1980 through 88 Iran-Iraq war. Russia announced it was ready to sell them after the expiration of in October 2020 of restrictions on Iran purchasing conventional weapons under the UN Resolution 2231. The Sukhoi 35 fighter jets were technically acceptable for Iran, it added, and now they have them. Now something interesting from Mongolia, from ABC. Mongolia looks to copper to transform its stagnant economy. Well, in the past year, they've looked to about seven different things, including tourism, Include I've read them all. Well, now they're looking to copper, which they already have. And they've been digging out of the ground for eons. They're hoping that will strengthen them. Mongolia plans to channel revenue from rising copper exports into an economic development fund, as part of changes to reap more benefit from its mineral riches and root out corruption. The multi-billion dollar expansion of Oyu Tolgoi is the latest effort to generate prosperity from Mongolia's copper, coal, gold, and other minerals following three decades of complaints about economic malaise and corruption. Mongolia gets more than 90% of its export revenue from minerals and is benefiting from the surge in global sales of electric cars that use more than a mile, meaning 1,500 meters of copper wire in their motors. Oyun Erdin said his government plans to invest copper revenue in public health education and developing technology, tourism, and other new industries. We'll see if it pans out. Okay, Daniel prophesied that technology would increase in the end times from the intercept. U.S. special forces want to use deep fakes for psyops, okay, the plans which also describe hacking internet-connected devices to eavesdrop in order to assess foreign populations, susceptibility to propaganda, come at a time of intense global debate over technologically sophisticated disinformation campaigns, their effectiveness, and the ethics of their use. Now, why is this important? Did anybody see the picture of Trump being arrested by the security police this past week? He's down, they're just hauling him away he's got this angry look on his face it's a deep fake and it looks just like Trump being arrested by these people he's got another one of them carrying a machine gun with a bunch of cops and they're taking out the bad guys so anyway uh, these are so real that you can't tell they're not real and they want to use these in psychological operations that sounds like a bad idea what's that has he been arrested no he hasn't Uh, uh, not yet okay while the U.S. government routinely warns against the risk of deep fakes and is openly working to build tools to counter them, the document from SOCOM represents a nearly unprecedented instance of the American government or any government openly signaling its desire to use the highly controversial technology offensively. When it comes to disinformation, the Pentagon should not be fighting fire with fire, Chris Messerol head of the Brookings Institution's Artificial Intelligence and Emergency Technology Initiative told The Intercept. At a time when digital propaganda is on the rise globally, the U.S. should be doing everything it can to strengthen democracy by building support for shared notions of truth and reality. Deep fakes do the opposite. By casting doubt on the credibility of all content and information, whether real or synthetic, they ultimately erode the foundation of democracy itself. When it comes to disinformation, the Pentagon should not be fighting fire with fire. If deep fakes are going to be leveraged for targeted military and intelligence operations, then their use needs to be subject to review and oversight. Last October, SOCOM quietly released an updated version of its wish list with a new section, Advanced Technologies for Use in Military Information Support Operations, a Pentagon euphemism for its global propaganda and deception efforts. The added paragraph spells out SOCOM's desire to obtain new and improved means of carrying out influence, operations, digital deception, communication disruption, and disinformation campaigns at the tactical edge and operational levels. SOCOM is seeking a next-generation capability to collect disparate data through public and open-source information streams, such as social media, local media, and so on, to enable MISO to craft and direct influence operations. Bad news, but you know what? Everybody is going to be doing this in 10 minutes. I mean, the North Koreans will have this going soon, so I don't know what the answer is, but these things are so real, you cannot tell they're not real. Unless you happen to have seen Donald Trump two minutes before, you'd say they've arrested Donald Trump. Gateway Pundit. Shocking study out of Australia shows up to a 26-fold increase in excess mortality in 2021 and 2022. I've reported on this in country, after country, after country, and now it's Australia's turn. Consistent with American insurance companies' findings. A preprint study published in February 2023 by Dr. Wilson Tsai shows an incredible analysis of excess mortality data in Australia. Based on his research and analysis of the data, Dr. Tsai concluded that there is an excess death rate in 2021 that is seven-fold higher than 2020 and 14-fold higher in 2022. The 2022 data was only available up to September of 2022. Dr. Tsai predicts the final months of 2022 could amount to a 19-fold increase overall for that year. According to Dr. Tsai, Australia moved the goalposts for 2022. They changed the baseline definitions for calculating excess mortality by taking the average excess deaths of only Four years, 2017 through 2019, and 2021, skipping 2020 rather than the normal baseline of the previous five consecutive years. Why would the Australian authorities change the baseline definition by excluding 2020? And why was 2020 significantly lower than expected in certain periods, despite the ongoing pandemic? that destroyed the middle to lower class with draconian lockdowns and mandates? These conclusions are supportive of a claim made by J. Scott Davidson, the CEO of One America Insurance Company back in January 2022. He says this increase of 40% excess mortality over pre-pandemic levels is consistent throughout the industry and that it is primarily working aged people that are 18 to 64 that are dying. Davidson emphasizes that a three sigma or one in 200 year catastrophe would be a 10% increase over pre-pandemic. So a 40% increase is just unheard of. And what the data is showing us is that the deaths being reported as COVID deaths greatly understate the actual death losses among working age people from the pandemic. It may not all be COVID on their death certificate, but deaths are just up huge, huge numbers. What could have caused it? Gateway Pundit. Next level gaslighting. Data suggests lack of sleep decreases vaccine effectiveness. That's what they said. If you're not getting enough sleep, your vaccine is not effective. (laughs) Breitbart. Twitter files. The great COVID-19 lie machine worked to censor True stories. I don't know if you saw that release this year, this past week, but the next edition of Twitter Files, they were censoring true stories. Imagine that. Morality is declining. From Mail Online, I call this status of states. Oregon high school sparks fury after asking students to write X-rated sexual fantasy including three items such as and they want you to describe things you would do with these things disgusting, I won't read the whole thing Newsmax Boston school asked kids about a certain type of sex which I can't read you and transgenderism New York Post, Texas middle school kids asked to role play as seducing hooker in bizarre classroom game this is what education is in America right now Breitbart, University of Minnesota hosts student of color fitness classes. Breitbart, Wyoming becomes 19th state to ban men from women's sports. Good. Fox, Wyoming outlaws abortion pills, becoming the first state to enact the ban. So we got one state out of, what, six of them that are absolutely bizarre in the past week. Epic Times, SCOTUS overturns appeals court upholding abortion without parental consent. Good. There was one person who dissented. Who do you think it is? Biden's appointee. Yes, of course. The one that doesn't know how to describe a woman. That's right. Okay, we got some other news from around the world. From Zero Hedge, leftist parents. Flee Florida, as gender treatments for children are made illegal. Good. It really is a brilliant strategy on the part of conservative states. As the political left goes further into ideological extremism, they become more and more intolerant of restrictions on their behavior, which they view as righteous and sacrosanct. Zealotry breeds brittleness, meaning any enforcement of practical and reasonable standards, even those protecting children, will drive leftists insane and make them want to leave. The more socially normal a state becomes, the less leftists want to live there. And there are a lot of states that would be much happier without them, especially Florida. Until recently, many state legislatures and governors have been too afraid or too uninformed to take action against the invasion of deconstruction philosophies. But this is changing. Florida has joined seven other states so far in officially outlawing gender affirmation treatments for minors, including hormone blockers and surgeries that could disrupt the natural biological processes of those children for the rest of their lives. Transactivists have admonished the laws as prejudiced and a violation of their rights, claiming that the treatments are safe and reversible. However, scientists in the field admit that data on the long-term consequences of hormone replacement and other therapies is far too limited to say for certain. In other words, the newest generation of children have become guinea pigs for a baseless experiment in mass degendering. Red states want nothing to do with it and leftist parents who gain considerable virtue signal points for having a trans child are so incensed that they are ready to leave for more woke shores. If they can't exploit their children to climb the victim status ladder then they are taking their ball and going somewhere else. Yes. Good. Good. Absolutely. Good. Goodbye. Yeah. Yes. No, I don't wish you goodbye. Just bye. Okay, from Breitbart anchor baby population far exceeds one year of U.S. births. The total population of U.S. citizen children born to illegal aliens now far exceeds one year of American births. The Federation for American Immigration Reform Analysis estimates that about 5.4 million anchor babies reside in the nation. This indicates that the anchor baby population now exceeds the annual 3.7 million U.S. births by about 1.7 million. Put another way, the number of anchor babies in the United States is twice that of Chicago's resident population. Planned destruction of this nation. That's what this is. From Fox, Biden admin moves to shut down another mine over echo concerns amid green energy push. In a joint announcement, the BLM and Forest Service said they would consider a 20-year withdrawal of 20,574 acres located in the Black Hills National Forest near the Pactola Reservoir and Rapid Creek Watershed. The proposed action prohibits new mining claims and the issuance of new federal mineral leases for two years while the agencies review the proposal. Whether it's northern Minnesota, which we reported on a few weeks ago, southern Arizona, Alaska, or now South Dakota, these sorts of land restrictions from the anti-mining Biden administration hamstring domestic development of minerals we need for national defense, energy, technology, and everyday life. Representative Peter Stauber, a Republican from Minnesota, we need to be using our resources we have here with our workforce, not taking them offline. Thunderbolt. Kentucky lawmakers passed bill to become Second Amendment Sanctuary State. Good. Lawmakers put their stamp on the bill when HB 153 passed in the Senate by a vote of 27 to 9 It prohibits Kentucky from enforcing any federal firearms bans with state resources. That includes taxpayer dollars and law enforcement personnel. The ban includes federal decisions on firearms, ammunition, and accessories enacted after 2021. The move was made following the decision by the ATF to deem pistol braces as illegal, which basically made thousands of Kentuckians felons overnight. State Senator Cassie Chambers Armstrong opposed the measure saying the law could put officers in a precarious situation. She's a Democrat and probably behind to fund the police and yet she cares suddenly about officers. From Just the News, DeSantis announces 19-state coalition to fight ESG agenda. Florida, Alabama, Arkansas, Alaska, Georgia, Idaho, Iowa, Mississippi, Michigan, Michigan. I can't believe they joined that. Is that possible? (laughs) I don't know how. I don't know how to. Montana, Nebraska, (laughs) New Hampshire, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Utah, West Virginia, and Wyoming make up the coalition. Mail online. Nebraska school district is forced to pay parents $1 million after their 14-year-old son died from allergic reaction to a granola bar given to him by a teacher. The reason why I put that in there is because a teacher gives a student a granola bar and he has a reaction and dies and they have to pay for it. What about the people that have been mutilated by teachers through this this gender transitioning that don't tell the parents? When are they going to get recompensed? Mail online, Southern border agents arrested 16 people on the FBI's terror watch list last month as illegal crossings rocket and fentanyl floods the United States, while the DOJ spends $50 million doing nothing with Trump's 20,000 wall panels. Now think about that. 16 people in one month are on the terror watch list. And they say that I think it is for every one they catch, there's, I, I think it's for every three they catch, one gets through. So if they had 16 people they caught, and I could be wrong in those numbers, but it's something like that. 16 divided by three is, we'll say five people got through that are on the terror watch list. Now in America, now plotting to destroy our infrastructure. Zero Hedge. Like I said, I may be wrong on that number. I don't know. It might be one in four, but the number is there and they know it. Zero Hedge. Dutch farmers stormed to victory in regional elections set to become the largest party in the Senate. The Dutch government has been trying to outlaw farms, outlaw farming. They've been getting rid of, they've been saying, we're cutting out all of these farms everywhere, all of these, and they lost huge, huge. The farmers came together, and they destroyed the left. And this is a giant, giant bump in the road to their paradise. Zero Hedge, the new normal. New York to lower math and English proficiency standards due to poor test results. Just, you know, just lower the standards. Yeah, that'll fix it. Absolutely. Zero Hedge, Amazon prepares to fire another 9,000 workers. From Fox, egg prices so high, Dollar Tree puts, pulls them from shelves completely. Dollar Tree no longer sells eggs because they're just too expensive. From CNN, well, now you do, but you won't get them there, so don't bother. <laughs> CNN, a 5,000-mile-wide blob, and I brought this up because a lot of people have emailed me this, and it doesn't bother me at all, and I'll tell you why when I'm done reading it. From CNN, a 5,000-mile-wide blob of seaweed is headed for Florida, threatening tourism across the Caribbean. It's coming up through the Straits, and it's going to end up in the Gulf of Mexico, right over Sarasota, Florida. Why does that not bother me? Because it is edible. It's edible. And I've got a Japanese wife that will eat all 5,000 miles of that, okay? I have no problem with this at all. I will save on food bills like you can't believe. And you can come over and join us in some seaweed, okay? She's coming, yeah. It's, you know, it doesn't bother me at all. It's nature. We've had these things before, and it is what it is. Okay, who said it? We hang petty thieves and appoint great thieves to public office. Aesop. This has been going Aesop's fables. This has been going on for a long long time. Okay got a lesser cure for you. Let's see if you can figure out what he's talking about. Moms and dads once enthralled have now left. Because Florida has made them bereft. Gender's treatment's no good in their old neighborhood. Thus, from kids, they'll no longer be theft. Good. Get them out of here. We don't want those liberals here anyway. They can all go to California. Sorry for the people there in California. Sorry. Okay, I got some irony here for you. before i give you that i would like to remind you that there is encouragement in this world despite all of this bad news and all the crazy things going on is that jesus is in control okay and i would like to tell you something based on what i said at the beginning of this update is that jesus is in control but he expects us to do our job okay if you don't go over and tell that guy about jesus he's not going to know about jesus Okay, we were in the projects yesterday and we talked to three people, three new people we've never met before about Jesus. We gave him the gospel, gave him a Bible. Okay, this is what you need to do. If you don't do it, you are to blame. Okay, this is our job. So when it comes to voting, we can't say, oh, it's hopeless. Jesus is in control and we're just going to let him worry about it. He has put us in this position to do our job. Don't listen to people that cannot come to the proper conclusion and right thinking about these issues. You are morally responsible as a citizen of the United States of America to express your vote. Now, I'm going to give you something. If you're one of these weak Christians that says, I'm not going to vote because, nah, 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 if you're one of them. What I would like you to do is be a real strong person once in your life and go in and vote for the person that you don't want to win to prove that you are doing exactly by not voting what you would do by voting. Okay? That's what you should do. If you're not going to vote, you're giving your vote to the other side by default. And therefore, just go in and vote for the other side so that you will validate your stand on this issue. It's weak and it is disgusting. So, having said that, be encouraged in the Lord and do your job. Okay. Zero Hedge. CNN reporter robbed while covering rampant street crime in San Francisco. This happens every year, again and again. Okay, one more from Fox. San Francisco supervisor Hillary Ronan begs for more police in her district after voting to defund in 2020. Such is the world in which we live, so from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Prophecy Report for the week.